Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Dogspeak Geeks, I know it's been a couple of weeks, but I want to give you all plenty of opportunity to listen to the Kathy Murphy episode. I was so excited about that episode. It's been such a huge uh, episode for us, uh, but I'm super excited, super excited, more so than Kathy Murphy, super excited to tell you all, Britt's back. Are you really more excited about me than Kathy Murphy? I love- I mean, you geeked out hard. I did. But I love recording with you, and I know that our listeners love hearing from you because you're so you're so honest, you're so real, and you 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 make people comfortable, and they feel like they're not alone when they listen to you. I'm the professional, right? I do this every day, but when they hear it from you, I just think it makes them feel better. I I have heard that as well. Um, someone told me that to my face a couple of weeks ago. I think I turned every shade of red, but <laughs> I know you get so embarrassed, but you shouldn't. Uh, you have a you have an easy face to talk to. I mean, granted, look, that's how you and I that's, got together. That's not what you told me the first time you met me. You had no personality you told me the first time I, I met had you. A resting bitch face. So you did have a resting bitch face. Know. You had no personality, and that's a shame because you have such a beautiful personality that you need to let everyone see it and let it shine. You just bring joy. I mean, look, I trusted and, and told you my whole life story. You didn't judge me. You embraced me. Th- and now we're married. I think I should have been a therapist, honestly. I don't think you're, uh, I don't think you had the capacity to hold all those emotions. Prob- well, that's probably why I'm not. Yeah. But I'd be good at it if I, if I did it. Yeah. If you could just listen, give answers, and then not retain it and store it, you'd be good. But oh, you yeah. store those emotions. Because I know... A little too empathetic there. I know how exhausting I get after I've had a hard week of hard cases. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I get that. But speaking of therapy, speaking what of are therapy, we talking about this week? <laughs> that was a good segue. We didn't even plan that. <laughs> that was good. We are going to talk about uh, if, if, you're, if you and your dog, or your dog and your family, went to... Uh, family counseling, couples counseling, we'll say family counseling, I guess. If you guys went to counseling, what do you think your dog would say about you as far as the things that they need from you that they're not getting? That's where I was kind of going with the questions. Mm-hmm. And we ended up getting a ton oh, yeah. of responses. Yeah. I was wondering, so you you did the live video uh, on Instagram asking for people to send things suddenly my phone starts blowing up because i get i also get the dog speak alerts on my phone and uh yeah you i i just y'all this is why I turn my y'all, notifications I, I, off i just turned those on by the way so if you've messaged in like the last six months or so no i probably didn't see it i've gotten better about it but i did i did turn my notifications on and wow it just blew up you have a, you had a lot of people answer this one well i think it's 
And and the reason I want to do is because I think that it's important that so much time is spent on what are what's my dog doing wrong? What do I want to change about my dog? What do I want my dog to do better? And nobody sits back and and I don't say nobody. I won't say nobody. That's wrong. How often do we sit back and look at ourselves and say, what can I do differently to help my dog and to make sure that I'm meeting my dog's needs beyond food, water, shelter, right? Those type things. Occasional walk. Occasional walk. Maybe some playtime. Yeah. So I just think it was, I really wanted people to sit back and really think about that relationship because I just don't, I think that we preach so much dog is man's best friend and they love us unconditionally. And we've done an episode on, oh, yeah, we did do that. they really we love you unconditionally? Episode. I don't think they do. Um, and I don't think dogs love unconditionally. Um, I think that they um, can easily decide they don't like someone anymore <laughs> and, you know, or be afraid of them. All right. And, and so, I do think that it's our responsibility to make sure that we're improving our skills as a dog guardian, owner, pet parent, whatever term you, you choose to use. So that's why I want to do this one. All right, let's jump in. I've, I've read some of the questions. Nikki gave me half of the questions, just FYI over here, and I scrolled through them five minutes ago. Um, some of these might make me cry, only because I... Th- I'm, I think I'm going to be reflecting on my relationship with my own dog here. So if I get emotional, I'm going to apologize to everybody in advance. Well, you know, and the thing is, is that, I, you know, when I did the Instagram post, I want people to understand that I have things to improve on. You know, I mean, I've I've had, gosh, 25 years of dogs that aren't big barkers. And now I have one who barks at the wind or barks when he blinks. And, you know, so it's something I have to learn to be a little bit more patient mm-hmm. and sometimes even sit back and do a little more problem solving uh, on how to help him through that. Um, so I know that I've, I've got times that I need to be more patient, that I need to be more in tune to him. Um, I will admit it's hard after being and working with other people and their dogs and those issues to come home and want to do that, especially during Halloween season. Because I like to come home and make sure the yard is where it needs to be for decorations. But, you know, I think we all need to look at that. I don't think there's any of us. I mean, I've been doing this for 26 years, and there's always something for me to improve upon um, and or learn. Uh, As you know, I I mean, I'm constantly doing continuing education uh, because I do want to be a better pet parent for my dog. Yeah. Not just a better trainer, teacher. Yeah life coach, human coach, family dog mediator, whatever it might be. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of these. Uh, We're going to just mention about what some people have said. And then I want to kind of throw out some ideas of Mm -hmm. maybe what could help you, um, you know, improve upon that. So do you want to start? No, I think you should start. Okay. So um, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hold that one off because I think you and I both have seen that one that we're going to hold off on for a minute. Um, that can be a little bit more emotional. Uh, so this is from Sharon and Keller and, uh, Sharon is in, uh, Wisconsin and Keller, uh, they came down for our reactive dog workshop. And so Keller has some, uh, he has some reactivity and he's got some, some challenges for sure. But, uh, Keller would basically ask, can you find me a friend? He's so pretty, though. Can I just say he's so gorgeous? He really is gorgeous. He is. He is. I, I popped in in and out of the workshop and uh, got to see the dogs. She popped in and brought mimosas and donuts. <laughs> just FYI, <laughs> if you ever show up to our workshops, we're gonna keep you fed. And oh, we've decided the next reactive dog <laughs> workshop, and I'm just sorry, uh, crash te- crash test dummies, test crash dummies. I'm sorry. They the group named themselves. Uh, test dummies and they put in crash. So test crash dummies, not crash test dummies, test crash dummies. Anyway, sorry guys, if you are listening, but the next, um, reactive workshop that we're doing in person, we're going to have a cocktail hour (laughs) on that Friday. We didn't quite do that, but anyway, so can you find me a friend Keller's lonely? He wants a playmate and, and you know, that's a challenge Mm -hmm. when you have a dog who has some reactivity. So my recommendation for that, if you have a dog who may not 
play well with others or um, have has some you know special needs for play or or whatever it might be. My recommendation is this: find there is so much information on social media and and so many ways to um, hook up on social media. Not in that way, but. I would say look at either a breed-specific Facebook page to see if anyone's local, because they're going to be one of the most understanding that um, that you can find. So I'd be going with something like that. Or say you have a reactive dog, maybe find a reactive dog workshop that's local, because just because a dog's reactive doesn't mean it can actually, it can't play with other dogs. Um, maybe if you have a dog who plays special, maybe they really like to wrestle. Uh, they're not really into chasing, that they love wrestling. Well, find some of these meetup groups and just say, hey, this is the kind of dog I have. Would somebody like to meet at a sniff spot? Uh, and if y'all don't know, that's a that's a new um, app where you can look up places to rent, people's property to rent. It's it's amazing. Brilliant. It's so brilliant. that You can like 25 bucks for an hour rent you know, a farm that's fenced in and you can let your dog just go. So I think that there are ways to do that. And there may even be a way through Sniff Spot of finding some people. I don't know. I haven't looked into it that hard. But use the social use social media, right? Facebook, there's a group or a page for everything. Um, and I think if you can just look around and find somebody who can be understanding, that's going to be important. If you do have a really good daycare at your in your location, in your area. When I say really good, meaning they do things the right way, it's clean, it smells good, their staff is trained, it's continuing education, and they're not just um, hiring uh, high school kids or college kids. That These are people that are doing this as a career um, or a stepping stone to a, another career in animal behavior. So I think there are ways to do that. And, and, and it's okay if your dog only has one or two friends. What if? What if your dog doesn't, I'm sure there are dogs out there who don't want any friends. I think that's okay too. And I think that we have to know that with our dog, mm -hmm. right? And we have to not force it. Um, but even if they have a friend that they don't necessarily play with, they just hang with. Yeah. Like, I really think that like Isabella and Clark don't play. Really? No, they don't. But, but she they loves hang him. And she loves him. And he loves her because she doesn't bother him. But they hang out together. They're friends. I would say they're friends. Yeah. But Myers wants to play with well, them. Well, and Myers and Isabella play. Um, I don't I don't know that we've mentioned this this much, but Isabella is not a she is not a dog friendly dog. I wouldn't say that she's not a dog <laughs> Necessarily. friendly. I would say she's not she's dog selective. And I think that's okay. Um, it's again learning about that and learning what that looks like mm -hmm. to her. Because we can put in what we think it looks like, but you know, I can't I wish I could ask her and she could just tell me. Yeah. But don't don't freak out if your dog doesn't have a friend. All right. Um but yeah, just I would I would use social media for that. Uh, and I think that what you're doing with Keller is wonderful. Um and I think that uh I don't I don't think Keller would have a ton to say um, meeting him and meeting Sharon. I don't think Keller would have a ton to say that he would wish his Sharon would change. Um, <laughs> that is true. I don't. I think they have a beautiful relationship. And I mean, there's struggles, but there's struggles in every relationship. And, and it's just about, um, you know, being confident, learning to stay calm and um, and learning to read the dog and, and not assuming what you think your dog needs. Like, yeah, I might, uh, my dog may like to go for a walk, but it may not be that day. That day may not be a good day for a walk. Yeah. All right. So I think we just need to get away from it. And maybe that's why I hate routines. Because I think that's my mindset is that when somebody has a routine, they're going to do it no matter what. Mm, and they're not yeah. taking in consideration of the dog's emotion that day. Yeah. I mean, I kind of think about, you know, you work in a nine to five it's very monotonous, routine-based. Like, some days you just wake up and you're like, I don't want to do that. Like, I need a personal day. Yeah. Yeah, your dog probably needs that, too. But we don't exercise seven days a week. And dogs shouldn't either. No, but, but not just, see, I'm not even talking exercise. You're just routine in general. Just routine in general. You know, which so, is another podcast we're going to do at mm, some so, point. Soon. <laughs> yeah, so, soon. yeah, routines. Anyway, yeah, so that's what I have for you there. 
good uh, good times. Yeah. All right. Are you gonna Are you gonna read the last thing she said though about Keller? Um, I don't have that one on my list. What What is on there? Uh, Keller would say not to brag, but I don't even need alcohol to make bad decisions. <laughs> Look, Keller. I read that. Keller is. I read that and I laughed. I laughed so loud um, when I saw that on the email. Um, Yes, I forgot. I did put that on that paper. I put that on that paper because I thought that was really funny. Yeah, he's like, not to brag, but I don't even need alcohol to make bad decisions. Um, I sometimes don't think we do either. There we go. We just had to close the door because Myers is starting to bark. That's that whole thing I was talking about. And I don't have, I can't get up and deal with it right now because we've got to get this podcast recorded. Yeah, what, what's done, great about it? Because then we have a meeting with our art, our artist. So we have new uh, new shirts we're, we're going to be having made. Yeah. So anyway. All right. All right. What's so, next? What's next? So stop bragging, Keller. <laughs> All right. What do you have? Oh, man. This one. Now, if it's one that's going to make you cry, we're just going to... They're all going to make me cry because I'm thinking about this little dog sitting in therapy. You, <laughs> di- you did this. <laughs> not, not to gaslight or anything. No. It's <laughs> you, all good. You did this. All right. What is wrong with you? All right. Um, all right. So the question... And I don't know who these are from, so I apologize. I well, some did not give us permission to use their names. Well, that's fine. So. I also don't have the background on, on any of this. So... Um, I'll just read it. You don't as have is. to read all of it. Just kind of give me yeah, a so big question. Why were methods used to hurt me when I was just excited to see other dogs? And what does the process look like to repair the relationship and gain trust back between us? That was the one I was going to hold on to till later. Well, sorry, I'm going in order. I see that. And it, yeah, so that's Donna and Miss T. Oh, okay. Because well, I knew I'd mess up Miss T's name, which the, is once at the end uh, Targaryen. Tar- Targaryen. I mess up. So I told her I was like, I am going to mess this up. So Miss T or Miss TT. Um, so she had some reactive issues, and she was. It started out as just being excited to see other dogs, and aversive methods were used. Okay. Um, we're not. We're not going to judge anybody for that. Um, I think that when it when a dog says, "Why did you use aversives?" and I, I think the simple answer to that is. It's just a lack of knowledge, um, and it's also a lack of maybe I should say lack of quality knowledge, because I think that we have there's so many things thrown in our face on a daily basis about dog training when you have a dog um, that is like let's do a quick fix and this is the way you do it and you got to you know show them who's boss and it's still out there and we were making headway, um, but it's it's kind of come back since COVID. So I think that that's just, if you look at the majority of social media videos out there, TikTok, YouTube, of dog training videos, the majority of those videos are showing aversive techniques. And it's disgusting. I saw one that had a um, a prong collar on a Pomeranian, and the guy would pop the collar and the leash when the Pomeranian would bark at someone coming in the house, and he calls himself a dog trainer. And he's teaching these owners to take a an eight pound dog and yank on their neck for barking. Yeah, at people coming to and, home. And keep in mind, we're not we're not hating on people, like you know, dog guardians who are who are doing this. No, this is at all. Professionals who this is professionals that should know better. That have the should have you know sort of the scientific back. You know, it's it sort of reminds me of of. Uh, People who say, you know, I got spanked as a kid and I'm okay, so whatever. Okay, I say that. I got spanked as a kid. Yeah, and you're okay, but that doesn't... I am okay because the the physical spanking wasn't the problem. It was the inconsistencies of when that was going to happen. Which is mental. Yes, which most aversives are more mental and emotional than physical. Exactly. So when somebody says, oh, the, uh, the shock is low stem, it doesn't really hurt that bad. Or it doesn't really hurt. No, but the fact that it's just sitting there, it can happen at any moment. That's that's emotional. Yeah. Well, and the thing too with a pinch collar, so many trainers market it as, oh, it mimics the mother's bite. Therefore, it's a natural thing. It doesn't hurt them. And, you know, when you're being told that, uh, y'all, I used a prong collar on Jake from age two to like age four or five. Um, 
Until you met me. Because I was told <laughs> it mimics mm-hmm. mom's bite. It's a natural thing. Um, and we'll, we can go into that later. But uh, it doesn't hurt them. If it didn't hurt, it wouldn't work. Yeah, but it's it, it's a little uncomfortable, but it's getting their attention. And so people are being told that. And they're also being told it is a natural thing. This is a natural signal, communication signal that dogs give. Therefore, it makes sense to people. And they're like, oh, okay, uh, of course I'll use that. It's it, And so it's not necessarily that they have a lack of knowledge. It's just you have someone coming into your house that you trust or you're going to a class with someone that you trust because they're supposed to know what they're doing. And they're not giving you the best advice. So what I would say is, one, try not to uh, be so hard on yourself. Amen to that. I, I know that's hard. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. You know better, you do better. Absolutely. Uh, it's when you know better, but you don't do better. That's when you're an asshole. So <laughs> give yourself grace. Because yes. if any animal on this earth, if any being on this earth is going to give you grace by changing your methods, it is a dog. Yes. My parents didn't do everything right. Did I have some therapy? Yes. Do we have a better relationship now? Also, yes, because they realize there are different ways to do things. Yep. So, you know, why were methods used to hurt me? I did not know. I did better. what I knew. Yeah, I did what I knew. I know better now. Yep. Let's repair this. Absolutely. And repairing that is, that's your, that's yes. your part of the question. So um, repairing it. It's going to take some time to repair it. The good news is that the dogs are not going to hold a grudge while you're trying to repair it. That's a great. I thing say they're not uncon. I mean, I don't think they love unconditionally, but I also don't think they hold grudges like humans. But I think that they're not going to hold a grudge while you're repairing it. And the first thing you want to do to repair it is to educate yourself and find someone, some professional that does things uh, scientifically, but also truly understanding dogs and truly understanding behavior and truly understanding that it goes beyond just the external behavior that you're seeing, that they are individual organisms with their own brains, their own thoughts, their own genetics, their own drives, their own motivations, their own needs. And we have to make sure that we educate ourselves first and foremost. That That's the one big thing. Um, learn how to communicate to your dog. Understand what calming signals look like. Uh, the best way to build a relationship is through communication. And if you don't know how to communicate with a dog and you're just expecting them to learn to communicate with you, we're going to have a problem there. So I would say that start off by educating yourself, find somebody to help you, let go of the anger towards yourself. Yeah. The guilt's not helping. Yep. Shame's not Get helping. rid of all those tools, right? And then you first start changing yourself on just your interaction, not using any type of aversive sounds, words, um, snapping of fingers, clapping of hands, because all that comes out in a negative energy. And then you'll want to just start using a lot of positive reinforcement. It doesn't mean that you have to let your dog get away with things. It's just when you deal with those things that are necessarily not appropriate in the moment, how you handle it. It is about interrupting, redirecting, giving information of what you would rather see them do. For an example, uh, so Myers barks a lot at the window and I have been spending several weeks just interrupting him with that's enough and removing him from the window. And I've been, he's been on the back of the couch doing it. I don't mind him being back there, but the barking, he has to be redirected. So I just move him off the couch. Well, I realized that what I was doing was not quite getting through to his little brain because he just couldn't function. He couldn't make those decisions of what to do next. So I just, I wanted to give him more information. And so now we're doing the interruption and then going immediately to place something he knows um, and he's good at. And so I'm giving him something else. So instead of just a, a redirection of taking the attention away, I'm giving him something else to put his attention to. So by giving him more direction and more information, you can, you can repair any negativity that might be there. So yeah, you're giving, you're communicating. Yeah, you're just, you're, you're really, you're communicating. So I would say that 
the more you can communicate to your dog of what you want, not being a drill sergeant, that's not what I mean, but it's about giving direction as needed, but also truly understanding that your dog may not be capable of handling the emotions in that moment. But it's, it's, it's very repairable. Um, I, I think that uh, you'll have no problem uh, getting Miss T uh, back to where that, that trust is, um, that, um, what, what's the word I want to look for? It's, it's this connection. There's a connection that only you and Miss T have. And it's different than what you have with your other dog. And it's fine. And, and I think that your dog's going to give you grace, give yourself grace, and then just educate yourself. And, and change yourself on how you handle your dog's externals, external behaviors. Mm-hmm. There. Britt made me slow down. So now when I slow down, <laughs> I start fumbling she, over my words. When she, gets, when she gets passionate, she starts talking very quickly. And she's like over there pointing at me to slow down. And then I'm like, I'm going to forget what I, what I was going <laughs> to well, say. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of thinking about Jake on this. Uh, rest his soul. Uh, so I, I think I have a blog, an old blog. We don't. We haven't been doing blogs. No, nope. we probably we, should get back into. Nah, that, we got but, podcasts now. Uh, we, I wrote a, bo- a blog post years ago about Jake, and once I stopped using aversives, it's like he started acting crazy. You, it was um, how the consequences yes. of building confidence is the title of the <laughs> blog, and he just started doing some things he had never done before. And I, looking back, and, and this is in the blog as well, it, someone would say, oh, well, your dog's out of hand. He's misbehaving. You need ob- obedience training with this dog, whatever. No. He was trying things for the first time. He didn't have a pinch collar yeah, on. Yeah, he wasn't or scared a to try something. choke collar. And Nobody was yelling at him. We... He was he was sort of a goofball anyway, so so we were able to sort of repair that you know, very quickly. Um, but yeah, just like, let them, let them start trying things. And, you know, it, you might lose a couple trash cans full of trash and, Oh yeah. He loved that. <laughs> a loaf of bread off your counter. But, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, obviously I'm not getting into behavior right here. Um, cause I'm sure that there are some people who are dealing with behavioral issues from, if they haven't used the verses, but other people have prior to them. Yeah. A lot of the, the rescues dog. come in. Right. Yeah. Or they've had a trainer, you know, thinking it was in their dog's best interest and, and it wasn't. So I'm, I'm more getting into manners here and not behavior, but, um, but either yeah. way, yeah, either way, it's about changing yourself first mm-hmm. and how you handle and respond to your dog in different situations. Right. So, right. Good. That was a good question. And I, and I know a lot of people have had that question. So, um, yeah, good. All right. Let's move on to um, this one is a fairly common one that we we got across the board. Okay. Is that they uh, wish their dogs, uh, they think their dog would say um, that they need their owners to stop being on the phone and distracted and more attention and more specific attention instead of just, oh, yeah, see, Britt's lip is out because guilty. <laughs> she's guilty. We've all been guilty, so guilty of that. We've all been guilty of that. Um, gosh, I mean, honestly, the, the first thing I'm going to tell you, if I was your therapist, is you need to take a. You need to find a time where you just make it a certain time. Say between six and seven p.m. The phone is put away. You mm-hmm. don't even carry it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that six to seven is built in for whatever you want to do in that moment, whether that's something for yourself or whether that is something with your dog. But I think we do have to realize that sometimes our dogs just don't want to sit around and sit in our lap while we're on the phone. Mm-hmm. They really want some, you know, attention and some one-on-one time. And that was another one is, is people are asking, you know, their dog wants one-on-one time and, and how do you manage that? And I think at that point, you do have to schedule things. You can't just willy-nilly come in on a Monday or a Tuesday and say, okay, today I'm going to do this. And then the next day you're like, oh, well, I didn't I didn't have time for that. You have to schedule it. You sound so much like a couples therapist right now. I know. That is the most couples therapist thing you've ever said. 
<laughs> Didn't you I got, hear that? Didn't I hear that at couples? You got to schedule stuff. And that's hard. Because we think spontaneity is the way of life. It, it's not. We're all distracted. We all have too much on our calendars. Yeah. Pencil it in for your dog. Yeah. I, I mean, any any marriage counselor will tell you that. Yes. You got to make time for connection. Yes. And you have to and make a point. And it has to be on the calendar. And yes, that feels like work at first. Um, it's not spontaneous, which doesn't seem as fun. But if you think about it, something to look forward to. You know that you've had a shit day, but at five o'clock you get to go walk your dog. You get to go play with your dog. And your and your phone is gone. Right. And yeah. oh, not just your phone. Take your damn watches off. Yeah. There's nothing more irritating to me. <laughs> and you've done it. You've sat over there and done that right now. When I'm talking to someone and they look down at their phone. Because it vibrated, because a text came in, a call came in, an email came through. I hate the phones on the watches. Well, in my defense, you you did get me this. Yes, I did, but I got it for you for your heart rate and your steps. Um, because I think that it's annoying to me. It is. It's really annoying to me when I'm talking to somebody and they're looking at me in the face, and all of a sudden they go down to their watch. Because yeah. for me, the, when I was growing up. If you looked at your wrist, at your watch, then you were telling me that I'm not interested in your board and you have other things to do. Yeah. So imagine what people feel like when you do that. Is and this then still about dogs? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I just wanted to throw that one out there. No, but it, no, it make, no, it is about dogs because here's the thing. Yeah, you can lock your phone away, but if you're still wearing that watch, then you're still, you still have your phone. So if you do have a watch that you want to keep your steps on, you can turn those um, alerts off. So turn those alerts off Mm -hmm. from five to six, six to seven, whatever that time frame looks like for you and your schedule. And don't be distracted. Yeah. If you take your dog to the dog park, don't be reading a book. Interact with your dog. I don't mean go play with your dog. They, if they're at the dog park, they probably want to play with other dogs, but be there to acknowledge good behavior. Make sure they're getting water and nobody's beating them up at the water bowl. Make sure you're cleaning up their poop. Make sure you're interrupting them if they're being disrespectful, but also make sure that you're able to save them if another dog is being disrespectful. All right, don't go to the dog park just to give somebody else a, you know, an opportunity to interact and engage with your dog. If you're going for a walk, make it an enjoyable walk with you together. As much as I want you to listen to my podcast, don't do it when, when you're with your dog walking your dog. Mm-hmm. Because you need to be engaged with your dog, rewarding the dog, talking to the dog, just just talking to the dog. Man, I just sit with Meyer sometimes, and I just pet on him, and I just talk to him, and he just looks at me. And that's sometimes just five minutes will do that. And I don't think it has to be a 30, 45-minute, one-hour, two-hour thing. If I have five minutes, I can go sit down on the, in the bed Uh, with Myers before I have to leave for the day I'll do that and I'll just kind of love on him and pet on him and we'll just talk I say we talk I talk to him he licks my face and then we move on or I may spend two minutes playing with him before I get up and and get in the shower yeah I think the biggest the biggest thing with that is just being intentional yes it it takes intention and it takes work just like any other relationship um, it's easy to sort of think of a dog as just being there and they, not that, they, not that we think they just exist, but you know, they're sort of self-sufficient or whatever. I, so yeah, you have to be intentional about it. And that, it's quality over thing. quantity. Yeah. For I sure. don't, if you spend two hours sure. with your dog and you've been on the phone an hour and 45 minutes of that. We're all distracted. And you think I just did all, oh, I was so good. I spent two hours with him. No, just give me five minutes without the phone and without the watch. Yeah, we're all distracted. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's sort of the world we live in. Um, But it's just about, yeah, like personally starting a new job. I know Isabella has suffered. Um, I haven't spent as much quality time with her. No, because you were able to get up and just go hiking in the middle of the day and then come back and do the rest of your work. And now... Oh, yeah. I took her to the vet. And 
<laughs> she's she's also overweight because what I've been doing is giving her food enrichment instead of physical enrichment. And I know I'm, I've done this. This is why I told you that this podcast might make me cry. So if I cry, I'm so sorry. Um, we'll pause and get more Actually, wine. no, I'm not really sorry. If I cry, I cry. At a girl. But I, you know, since I, I have, I've not been intentional about doing things with her that she enjoys that are just one-on-one and I'm not distracted because I don't have that flexibility anymore. Um, so... Whomever asked that question, thanks for making me. It was me, a lot. We had me, probably we had probably making me think um, about that. Six six different people yeah. that came with the same thing. And I and I really I, you have to be intentional about it. And it's not it's not just enrichment. It's doing something that you both enjoy together. And that might just be going and sitting and watching a sunset. Yeah. I well, know how silly that sounds, but it's just being there in tune with your dog. Yeah. And, and I will say, if you are going through a life change, that that takes time for you. That transition is going to take time for you. So don't you, – you need to give yourself grace to ease into that new routine and, and that change. So, you know, I, I, and I don't know what that time period is. That's not my job to decide. But you need to make sure you're okay and you're taking care of yourself first. Yep, absolutely. You always. Know. Uh, you know, always take care of yourself. But you ain't taking care of yourself on the phone, on social media. Right. No, no, no. Not being and distracted. TikTok and so Facebook. that being said, you know, sort of once you know what your schedule is and, and what you're doing, you know, then make intentional, quiet time. And by quiet, I mean, no distractions, no phone. Because, no, yeah, we no had computer, one who, who said, TV. Um, Megan had said, you know, my dogs would want more engagement, even though. The, um, she's struggling with migraines. Um, and I know you struggled with migraines with Isabella when she was a puppy. Oof. Yeah, that's hard. And and I think that... It's hard. Obviously, enrichment. Mm-hmm. You can only do what you can do in those moments. And I also think, though, that... And I don't have migraines. But if it's possible, can your dog lay with you while you have migraine, right? Your dog may see that as quality time. Yeah, it, it's it's going to depend on the dog, but I just think that when you're dealing with something like a health issue or chronic pain, um, that that's something that again you have to take care of you first. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. and you know, and then if you you know if you have some friends that can help out, come maybe get your dog for a play date with their dog. That may not be time that you spend with them, but it's giving them that outlet, so you're not feeling so guilty, so that you can. When you can spend a little time, you're not thinking, well, I got to go take them and play with other dogs. I got to go take yeah. them for a walk. I got to go do this. There's nothing that's specific that says you have to do something with your dog. Yeah. I used to have gray. When yes. I was basically, I say bedridden, but that's basically how I felt. It wasn't. You were in bed a lot. Bedridden, but I felt that way. Um, I would have gray come get Isabella and go do things with her um, because I couldn't do it and i was like she she has to have some sort of playtime other than our backyard Mm -hmm. digging holes in my yard like she's got to have something better to do than that which i think is why the holes in the yard didn't make me as upset as they did you because i recognize like she's she's bored you know and i'm obviously dealing with something I'm dealing with something other than me. <laughs> At the time, I didn't know what I was dealing with. I'm dealing with something. That's called Nikki. At the time. You're I dealing didn't... with Nikki. Everybody right now in the episode is going, yep, you're dealing with Nikki. That's why you had migraines. That's not true. I know. That's it not is. true. But I just think that, again, take care of you. Um, and don't think that the time spent with your dog doesn't have to be elaborate. Mm-hmm. Just. And, and do it in small. If you have two minutes to play. I'll sometimes sit and play tug with Myers for 30 seconds as I'm walking to the other side of the house to go to the bathroom. I'll stop and play tug with him for like 30 seconds, and then I'll walk on. Mm-hmm. And he's fine with that. It's, it, it, you're right. You said the right word. You have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional. Uh, so highly recommend that you do that. And then, of course, find out what your dog likes, right? Clark, um, one Amanda said was that, you know, Clark would say, get off the phone. Get off that damn watch. 
and do some things with me. I don't want to do enrichment right now. I want to do something with you. Um, teach me something new. Mm, Let's yeah. go to a new yeah. adventure. Let's go to a new place to sniff. Yeah. Let's not just walk the neighborhood. Pop me in the car, take me two streets over, and let me just sniff the common area there. Yeah. Right. And that's a simple thing is if your dog, um, some of these dogs asked, you know, would say, I want more sniffaris. I want more walks. Sniffaris? Sniffaris. Isn't that wonderful? I have never heard that. Have you not? No, no, that is fantastic. Isn't it great? You don't have to do the sniffari in the same place. And it doesn't have to be a 20-minute drive across the way. It can be simply just go to a neighborhood that's across the street or down the block and just park and just do a little sniffari for 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be complicated. It has to be intentional. Intentional, intentional, intentional. All right. So that's what I got to say on that one. Okay, so now we went into that one. I know that was hard for people, and I know you're probably thinking, well, those are simple answers. But truly, just be intentional. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Be intentional. Okay, what what do you have next? The one that stabbed me in the heart. Aw. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know who this is from, but it's fine. Um, I sort of have a feeling I know, but I'm not going to say. All right, the question is that their dog would ask them, why don't you trust me when I tell you something important? <laughs> oh boy. So, yeah. Um, and and I, I, I will say, I will preface this by saying, this is a service dog focused question. Yes. But this it applies. This question does not necessarily have to be about service dogs. Correct. Or therapy dogs. Or ESAs. ESAs, whatever. Right. It's it's about all dogs across the board. Yes. Um, so that, mm. I think that the biggest thing that I would say, because here's the thing, and we run across this all the time when we're working with service dogs and, and service dog recipients, or we'll say service and dog and handler teams. Service dogs are oftentimes... Trained to alert low blood sugar, seizures, um, oh, uh, high heart rates, mm-hmm. all those type things, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So they're going to pick up on those things before we do. But as humans, I think we have to have something tangible, that it's not necessarily something that we don't trust the dog, that it's something tangible. It's... Why are you why are you up in my lap? I feel fine. Why are you booping me with your why nose? Why are you booping me with your nose? Right? Yeah. Why are you being a brat? Why do you keep nudging me? Leave why me are alone. you leave me alone? Why are you being so aggravating? Yeah. And then 20 minutes later, blood sugar drops, you have a seizure, heart rate goes up. And and I think it's a normal human thing because we need something tangible. But I don't feel bad. What do you mean? I feel fine. Yeah. But the dogs pick up on chemical changes. And I know there are people have told stories that their dog knew they were pregnant before they did. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have to, again, you have to learn to, and this was a big thing in search and rescue. There was not one search and rescue or search and recovery handler that did not own a t-shirt that said, trust your dog. That's fantastic. Because if a dog missed, if they were a well-trained dog, and they missed uh, on an alert or they missed finding odor, whatever. Typically, it was because the owner thought they knew better. And they would not follow up or they'd not read their dog's signs. Dogs know better. The nose knows. And when they're trained properly, even when they're not trained properly, your pet dogs will pick up on anxiety. Will pick up on your emotions. Because they live with you. Just like you learn to read what the humans in your life are feeling Mm -hmm. without them having to say anything. Mm -hmm. I know when I get out of bed in the morning what mood you're in. Not what mood. Really? Because I don't know what mood. Not what mood. How you're feeling. Like, like, not mood, but like where where your anxiety level is. I know it. Yeah. Because your the office sits right beside the bedroom, mm-hmm. and when I hear you sigh, 
several times in a row, then I know your anxiety is up. Mm-hmm. So that's something tangible. Well, and and it's not a. So it's I think it's misinterpreted as like a mad, angry side, but it's actually, and you you see this a lot with people with anxiety or depression. It's more of a you're trying to regulate, trying to regulate your heart rate. You're trying to breathe because you sort of feel like you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just have a yeah. I have a negative but association you, with it. <laughs> you. You hear from that, my past, and so you're like, okay, well, she's yeah, I have it from my past struggling. Yeah, yeah when I've had uh, dealt with very unhappy people in the past that sigh cued things. Mm-hmm. So, but going back with the dogs, I think that as a human, okay, sorry, we had a little delay there because our uh, artiste is here. Awkward Paul, awkward Paul. Sorry, and that, <laughs> I'm sure Myers barked his head off. Um, but we're we're designing some new T-shirts, so I know y'all gonna be excited. So, okay, that was a little hole, but. Again, I think it don't don't feel guilty because you are as a human being, we have to we want something tangible. We want something that's very obvious. Uh, you just have to learn to trust. You have to just learn to trust that the the relationship is strong. You have to learn to trust that the dog knows what they're doing and that you've built that bond so much that um, the dog is going to to know what you need. Just mm-hmm. like you should learn what the dog needs without having to see a big thing. So it goes kind of hand in hand, right? If the dog's telling you, hey, your sugar is going low, you need to listen, even if you don't feel that. Just like you need to look at the dog and go, you're acting like you're okay, but I can tell you're nervous, so I'm going to remove you from this environment. Right. So, I I mean, it goes hand in hand with that. So with your dogs, um, because I know, you know, service dogs have different alerts depending on, you know, what they're working on or what their task work is or who's trained them. Um, for you, when your dogs in search and recovery or search and rescue did, like they alerted, was it very clear to you or were there sometimes where it was sort of ambiguous and you sort of like, all right, I'm going to have to figure this out. We need to, we need to communicate. Oh yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest things with like search and rescue and search and recovery, especially search and recovery when we were doing uh, crime scenes were probably the biggest thing because you don't necessarily see blood. Uh, with your eyes, you're not looking for a big body that's very obvious. Right. Um, but you also, we also were certified in buried. And so buried is not always obvious. Mm. Um, and scent does a weird thing. But what our job was, is, was to learn how to read our dog's body language and see that change in the body. And then to look at the environment and say, okay, this is where my dog is getting some interest. It's my job now to put them in the right place. But they were also trained for a specific response when they hit the strongest odor source. So it's a little different than say, cause you got sources only coming from one thing and that's the human body Okay, with, with okay. like service dogs. Right. So it was a little different with there, but no, we had to learn to look at the difference, the change um, in the dog's body language, but also, and, and we're going to be doing scent work classes in 2023. I'm excited to watch these. People will learn how to read their dog, but not just learn to read their body language, but listen. Mm-hmm. Because the way the nose starts to work, is it's such a beautiful sound. It's and it's, it's Yeah. So it's, it's so give yourself, again, we're going to say give yourself a lot of grace, right? Mm-hmm. But just know the dog knows. And I don't care how you're feeling. If your dog tells you to do something um, or your dog is giving you weird behavior, you need to immediately stop and say, okay, what can my dog be telling me? Yeah. Don't just automatically assume your dog's being an ass. Yeah. That's what most people do. You're just being irritating. Like I'm worried right now. Indy has been, our cat, has been very vocal the last two days. She's been very needy today, very vocal. She was a brat all night. And I'm kind of worried. Is she just being needy because it's cold and she wants to be inside more or is she not feeling good and she's trying to tell me she's not feeling good so you know when you're seeing a different when you're seeing a change in behavior you really need to look at it um deeper than just that Mm -hmm. external yeah and if your service dog is alerting you in a way that's not quite what you're used to but it's something that you don't see on the regular you know Go ahead and check. Yep. See if something's going on. Yep. Um, if it's nothing, it's nothing. But that way, if it is something, you can capture it. Yep. You can record it and you can tell your dog, 
hey, you did a good job. Yep. That way they don't stop doing because it. Because at some point, if, if you keep ignoring it, your dog will stop doing it. Yeah. If, I, if you keep ignoring a dog, giving you an alert, they will stop doing it. Yeah. Because the behavior is no longer getting a reward. And behavior that doesn't get rewarded extinguishes. That's the only way you can survive. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, and from a pet point of view, I've had several instances with Isabella where she's done things and I'm basically like, go lay down. Like, you're annoying. What are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. It's always for me. Wait, what? That's always a feel for me with Isabella. No, You're annoying. No, it's not. Go lay down. No, it's not. Well, I mean, she was in, you know, she was at the emergency vet. Yes. For three days. Yes. Um, she, I told Nikki, I said, once she stops eating, like, if she won't eat bacon. Oh, it was she's done. She's going to the It ER. wasn't just bacon. It was like pork belly. Like, deep down pork belly. Not your, like, rendered bacon. Yeah. And so. Myers, that's enough. Look, y'all, I just, y'all heard me do a that's enough because the little shit's trying to get in the litter box. And I'm telling <laughs> you that he should not be doing that. Well, we don't need that. Um, so once we got to the emergency vet, I mean, she was acting okay-ish. It's not like she was acting weird, except she just wasn't eating. A little lethargic. Um, but she would start shaking just randomly. I'm like, oh, that means she has to go to the bathroom. Like, but she knows that she can't potty inside. Yep. Or she shouldn't, or she thinks she shouldn't potty inside. Right. Not that she can't. Just like we know we shouldn't poop our pants. Right. And so she's, but she would just start shaking. Raise your hand if that's happened. She wasn't pawing at me. She wasn't, you know. And I took her outside and sure enough. And the reason I knew this goes back to a camping trip that she and I were on. Oh, yeah. And I still may cry over this because I'm I'm so, so I'm not forgiven myself. We were on a camping trip and she was sick and I, I didn't realize she was sick. And she broke out of the tent. And she had apparently tried to wake me up, but I had had my COVID vaccine and I passed out. I would have shit on you. She She would not. <laughs> Again, this is again number reason number four hundred twenty-seven why dogs are better than humans. Again, (laughs) she's like, I have to go outside. That's where I go potty. You taught me that. So I wake up and my dog's not in the tent, and I panic. And she's just across the neighbor's way, and she comes right back. She gets three o'clock in the morning or something. No, that was it. This was at twelve o'clock. Okay, and then at two o'clock, suddenly she's out of the tent again. And I go, she's in the same spot. And I am pissed. I mean, I am just pissed. Like, I just want to sleep. It is cold outside. This dog keeps escaping out of the tent. I don't know how she's doing it. God, I was mad. Third time, she's like standing over me. Because I laid in front of the door of the tent. Like the zip. Zip up. You'll fix that. that Uh I was like, yeah. Because I thought, I'm like, she's just... She's just getting out and being a brat. She's just being a brat. She had the shits, y'all. And she, I wake up and she's staring at me. It's like a toddler, like, staring at you and you're You can feel it. So I feel her staring at me. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, fine. So I put her on her long lead because in the campground, she has a long lead. And that poor girl was so sick. And I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. She tried. Yep. It's not like she ran through the campground. The next night, and every 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 single time we've been camping since, she's never broken out of that tent. She's had every opportunity, and she knows how to. Obviously, and so that's the thing. She she tried to wake me up. Yep. She tried to wake me up. I just thought she was being annoying. Yep. She pawed at me. Yep. She pawed at the door. Yep. She stared at me. Yep. And I didn't listen, but now I know. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, is we all do it because we all get distracted and we all get, you know, again, need to see something tangible. If you'd have started smelling things in that tent, you'd have probably been a little bit faster to get her out, if you think about it, right? If she was passing gas and you'd be like, oh my God, she's sick. Maybe so. You needed something tangible. Otherwise, you were just thinking she was being a brat. And, mm-hmm. and again, it's just getting to, to understanding that your dog knows more than you think, and they only have certain ways to communicate that to you. Yeah. Um, so don't automatically assume they're being assholes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so she jumps out of the bed in the middle of the night and goes and scratches on the door multiple times. I know that... Like, she, yeah, she's really got to go. She got to go. Well, it's like Myers just... He doesn't do this very often, but he spent... While we were doing this episode, he spent like five minutes hitting that doorbell. Yeah. And I just kept ignoring because I was like, he just, you know... And finally, we paused. I had to get more wine anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has diarrhea, right? So again, let's not be jerks. So again, just remember, dogs know more than we do. Uh, and they're definitely better. All right. So we're going to move on with that. We're going to have to be wrapping this one up shortly. Um, I feel like we've got two episodes worth of things. I feel like we do we too. We do for this one. So if you're... I do do. I, I do do too. I do do. I do do too. I do do. Now talking about dogs and pooping. I do do. Um, I do have a couple I do want to mention before though. Yeah. So if you're... Because I think we do have plenty to do. If you something online or email and... And we maybe get some more. But we I'll, don't address it. Just know it's not because it's not important. No, we are, we just recognize that we're rambling. So we don't, yes, <laughs> we don't wanna, yes, we can make this into two episodes. So yes, I think we will make it into two you'll, episodes. You'll be on the next one. Yes. Um. So I do want to mention that. Um. So Leslie and Rummy, Rummy says, "Why can't I have human food like you?" <laughs> and so <laughs> I have a great thing to tell you, Leslie. Rummy can have human food just like you. Go back and listen to our Mythbusters Nutrition Edition. Um, because most of human food, if you do the human food right, is going to be healthier than what is usually packaged for dogs. But is this a, why can't I have human food at the table or in didn't the say living that, room? Just why can't have food? While you're eating it? Yeah, I would say at that point, yeah. Or why um, don't I get cooked hamburger or raw hamburger? Well... Either way. I, I think I mean, that he just wants human food. Okay. I, and I want to say... So I, I know Rummy. I know so Rummy, I, too. <laughs> and look, Rummy needs some nutrients think, for those testicles of his. That dog has the biggest balls I've ever seen. And I know that's crazy. really just say that? I did. Out loud. I did say it out loud. I don't know why you're a surprise. I guarantee my listeners aren't. It's Be- because I haven't been on here in so he long. He has huge testicles, and he's a good breeding dog. Um, and he's a good hunting dog. Um, but, you know, he, th- the human food, if you can pick some good human food, that is healthier than most of the dog stuff you get. And if you, and if you're not sure, reach out to Tiffany at Thrive. She's been hearing a lot from you guys and she loves it. She loves working with you guys. I see what um, you did there. Yeah. So keep, keep, uh, <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep calling her and dealing with that. Um, you, I just, guess. you just sounded like a used car dealership, like a local used car dealer doing that commercial. Yeah, it wasn't a commercial. Come on now, Come no on. credit check. <laughs> Buy here, pay here. That's what you sounded like just then. All right, I got one more before. We got one more. We also love you too, Leslie. We do. That's Gray's mama. Um, I'm going to hold off to Gray's. Gray has a really good one. I'm going to hold off to his for the next one. Oh, why can't we do it now? I think it'll go too long. I think it'll, it's going to be deep. Oh, It's going to be deep. How long we got? Uh, so I'm going to give just one more quick one. Well, damn. Okay. All right. Last one, and then we're going to do... We'll do another one. We'll try to get it out this week uh, as a two-parter because we do have enough questions mm-hmm. here. And some of these are going to go a little I've bit still deeper. Got five. I know. And I still have a bunch because they're going to go deeper. But this last one I thought was really interesting because Myers is the same way. Um, is that someone said, uh, let's see, can I say her name? Uh, where is that? Uh, Katie. Katie said her dog wishes that she would be more aware of his bedtime because <laughs> he's ready to go to bed before she is. <laughs> and so he's, I guess, probably staring, probably being, you know, little obnoxious during that time. But is he ready to get up before she is? I don't know. She didn't mention that. Okay. But look, this is what I would do. If my dog wants to go to bed early, my dog likes to go to bed at nine. And I put him to bed. I actually put him in his crate. Because I don't go to bed sometimes till 10, 11, 12. I would do this. I would start making a routine at like maybe whatever time your dog's bedtime is. Nine o'clock. We'll just use nine as an example. Nine o'clock, I'm going to put him in a place to where they go to sleep. And if that's in your bed, that's fine. Give them something like a lickety mat so it's nice and calming. Put a little lavender, um, maybe spritz just a little light lavender in there and put a little bit of classical music on to help trigger the dog that that is bedtime. Um, And the dog will not care that you you stay up all night because just like I've talked about this before, when I read, 
that triggers my brain that it's time to go to bed because I only have time to read at bedtime. So when I read, it doesn't matter if it's at 12 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, after 30 to 45 minutes, I need a nap mm-hmm. because it triggers my brain. So if we, if you consistently do this and your dog's probably not going to be happy to start with, you, but you got to leave them in there, it will start to trigger them that this is bedtime. Yeah. And this is a thing in our house too. I, <laughs> I will some, I, like, I'll know that you and I are about to watch a movie or whatever. We're going to stay up late. I say a movie. We're going to binge watch some shows. Probably. You know, I don't watch movies. Meanwhile, I can watch five hours of one show, but can't get through an hour and a half movie. I don't I'm know aware. how that works. Anyway, so. We're going to go to therapy for that one. What I'll do is I'll actually go. This is this is really funny. It It is an association. I'll go turn down my side of the bed. Yep. Put the body pillow in the middle. I put Isabella's blanket on her side of the bed. And she knows, all right, I can go get in bed. Yep. Now, she doesn't have to, but it is a cue for her. Yep. She will go sit at night. She will sit and she'll watch me do it. And then when I'm done, after I've taken the throw pillows off and I put her blanket down, she jumps in the bed. Yep. Like, cool. It's an environmental cue. It is. Yeah. And, and it triggers her brain because it's enough. That's that's happened enough enough times Right before you go to sleep, mm-hmm. that she's so it's teaching the brain to say, "Okay, it's time to power down and go to sleep." Yeah. And you can come up with whatever routine you have. Yeah, and I'll do it at six o'clock if you and I are going to be sitting and watching something. I've done it at eleven a.m. when I need to go take a nap because I have a migraine, mm-hmm. and she, it, she still knows what that means. Right, we're going to get in the bed. Yeah, or. She can go get in the bed on her own. I don't have to. Well, be I think there. this problem is that she, the Katie, feels like her dog can't do it on her own. So I oh, think at that okay. point you yeah. have to kind of force it. So, like for Myers, if I just put him in the bed, and y'all, I know y'all are probably sitting here so confused. Brittany and I do not sleep in the same room. <laughs> I was thinking it in my head. I was like, oh, so man. yeah. So Britt and Isabella have the king size bed, <laughs> and I live in the in the in the queen size All bed right, in the so other room. There are studies about this that it's actually oh. better for a relation. It can be better for a relationship. Oh, I just I mean cuz I stay up late. Bed. My parents do it too. You watch um, TV. I watch I don't watch TV, but I mean I do I read a lot of stay up late. Um but I also turn I'm a toss and turner. Uh but and also my mattress is more comfortable. I like my mattress better until we can afford a sleep number. A sleep number bed. <laughs> so if anybody wants to like I don't know make a GoFundMe for our for our go- <laughs> Our sleep number bed. Um, we will continue. The UT goalpost, yes. Congratulations to Tennessee ball fans, by the way. Uh, we didn't talk football yet. I did mention it in class last night. Congratulate yeah. everybody. Yeah, did y'all see, uh, real quick, I totally rabbit hole here. Uh, real quick, the, uh, the president they were tearing the goalpost down. They the looked at the president and president said something about how much does it cost or are you worried about it? And he was smoking a cigar and was like, we replace him every year anyway. Not a big deal, that's I think not, is what he said. No, that's not what he said. I missed said. it because. That's not what he oh, said. Oh, what did he say? He said, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. I love it. Anyway, we'll just do it again. So it, it's just about making sure that something. So like with Myers, if I put him to bed, if I just put him in the room and sleeps on the bed with me, but I close the door and I go to the living room, he's not happy. He wants to come back out. But if I put him in his crate, even though when I come in, I'll usually let him out of the crate and let him sleep with me. He's good that way because the crate itself signifies and triggers rest. Whether I'm leaving, you need a nap, or it's bedtime. Yeah, it's it's really just about um, repetition there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, if, if it's 9 o'clock and we're going to bed and I'm also getting in the bed, we've done that enough that she knows that that's what this means. So if I do it at 6 o'clock and I'm sitting in the living room at this point, I mean, it, it takes time. It's not something that's going to just happen. Oh, no, it definitely got to uh, do it over and over again. It's, it's, it took months, but she associated that sort of little routine with, okay, I'm about to jump in bed. And then now it's not a big deal if, say, Amanda's here dog sitting and her blanket's down on the bed. Doesn't matter. Amanda will put her in the room and she'll yeah, go sleep in the room. Because Amanda sleeps usually in my room. Right. And Isabella still sleeps in her room. Right. But it's the same process. Yep. Except don't have to lay out the side of the bed. It's more of her blanket. 
mm-hmm. is going to be kind of the big cue right. as and well. And so, you know, every dog's different, but yeah, there are, there's sort of a um, routine slash association that they get into. And so when they see you doing, it's like when you leave the house. Yeah. Right? Like you have these routines. Know. Yeah. You're picking up your keys, you're putting yep. on your coat or you're grabbing this and that, your purse or yep. briefcase, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I think that we're going to have to wrap it there because we're already at an hour. So we're going to have to wrap it there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but we'll do a part two, and we'll try to get that recorded this week so that we can it can come out before next week. I'm excited about it because we have some really awesome questions. Yeah, so just so I'm going to shout at a couple people. Steve, of course, everybody wants to know about Steve. Uh, we're going to talk about his it is anxiety. The, the, the Steve. The Steve. The Steve. Uh, anxiety and like confidence. Debbie and Maya, we're going to talk about um, yours. Anya, we've got yours. I think your question was beautiful, and it's such a common issue. Um, Christy, we're going to be talking about yours. We're going to be talking about Gray's and what he thinks. Um, and then I have a few more that people did not give me permission to use their name. So I'm not going to mention that, but we do have enough to probably get another hour episode in. Um, and hopefully we can get that done this week. So I hope, I hope so. Cause these yeah, are because really cool. It's uh, these this are good. Really cool. Yeah. I think that if you guys continue to have these, feel free to go ahead and send them. Don't wait for me to prompt you. You can send these at any time. Keep we'll put them it. in a folder. And Even if this is a normal thing that we do. Well, I think like, it's better than listener questions. Yeah. Because a lot of times listener yeah. questions kind of get the same, but this makes you reflect on you what would my, and not just think about your dog's What would my dog say to a therapist? About me. <laughs> or just in general, but mostly about you. But, yeah, because it, it, it's about changing the human's behavior. All right. For sure. I appreciate you guys. So glad Britt's back for this, thanks at least for this episode. What, you knew you think, No, for, I'm going to be on the next one too because I Yeah, want, we're going to do this one again. I, more, like I said, I we're going to so try to questions. have this done by Friday. We have to have it done by Friday because Reba's in concert on Friday, and that's where I will be. That is true. Right? Um, so we will have – hopefully we'll get this done by then. But, guys, we appreciate you. We love you. Make sure you are following us on Instagram. That's where we are doing a lot more um, of social media. I'm trying to do more live feeds. Make sure you're following us so you get the alert when I go live because I don't always know when I'm going to do it, and sometimes I have a few extra minutes. Um, of course, you can still follow us on Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. Sign up for the newsletter. We have a lot of exciting things coming up, 20 and 23. Uh, we are now fixing to get off this recording and go meet with our artiste who is going to come up with some new shirt artwork. We are so excited uh, to have you guys some new merchandise coming out. Um, and once we get all of that finalized, I'll let you know. And I'll even let you know where you can find this beautiful artist uh, to maybe even, you know, who knows, commission work. Who knows? Because we think she's phenomenal. That's all I'm saying. It's true. All right. We love you guys. um, And we will see you. I won't see you anytime (laughs) soon. Uh, Hopefully we will hear from you. And then you can hear from us this week. All right. Have a great week, guys.